with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Good evening, everybody. How are you on this Monday evening? Just a little after 10 past 6 on the 12th of June. Hopefully we're all doing very, very well. Did you enjoy your sport at the weekend? Were you in Carlo? Were you in Crow Park? Lots of sport to be seen, lots of sport to be heard, and we have a lot to go over as well. I'm going to be joined on the phone line very shortly by Willie Quinlan. We're going to discuss Carlin's Talton Cup win over New York. Later on, we will hear from Dara Foley, the Carlo captain, as well as he caught up with Brendan Hennessy after the game. And later on, two-time All-Ireland winner Michael Welsh is going to be joining me on the phone as well to discuss all of the drama from... GAHQ yesterday. But first of all, we are going to start with Carlos Talton Cup win over New York on Saturday. And a very busy Willie Quinlan is joining me because I know he's preparing to play Ballinabrana this evening in an intermediate league semi-final. So I need to get Willie done and dusted to be ready in time to do his bit of coaching. Willie, how are you this evening? Good, sir. Very good, Martin. I wish I was playing. Unfortunately, I'm on the sideline, but suppose it has to be done as well, doesn't it, Mark? Because it certainly does. The sideline is nearly more important sometimes, Willie, than the lads that is outside playing as well. It has to be done. What a weekend of sport we have had. It all started off uh, with Carlo in the Talton Cup as well as New York came to town. And a very impressive victory for Carlo. Albeit they may have been a bit slow to start with the visitors going in at half time. I suppose that's to be expected. They were coming with a bit of adrenaline. They were on a high as well. But Carlo really got to grips with the game coming away in the end with a five-point victory. So tell us how the match went overall against New York. Yeah, Carlo, I suppose, probably starting off would have been favourites, you know, in this game. And it just started off a little, seemed to be a little bit leggy in the in the first half. Didn't Those runs weren't uh, as often or as they had been in, in court loose the previous week against Longford. And maybe, I suppose... Uh, had a little bit of tiredness coming into this game. It was very warm in Port Leash, 20-something degrees, and uh, they had to walk right to the end for the 70 minutes. So maybe that and maybe uh, we underestimated uh, New York coming into this game, but uh, definitely in the second half we really picked it up. I mean, at halftime we were eight points to six down and New York seemed to be playing all the football and deservedly so. We had missed, uh, we had a couple of wides. We had four wides in the, in the first half and New York had three. So we did have our chances, but just didn't take them. But you could really see, and I, I said it to the boys at half time, tiredness was definitely going to kick in with New York. Uh, obviously, the only travels uh, across the previous day, uh, that travel was definitely in their legs because they just wanted to get, get back into their formation in, in the second half. They were playing with 13 behind the ball and their goalkeeper left one, their full forward up in the forward line. And uh, it's very draining on the legs. And it was warm, even though it was, uh, there was plenty of rain. But... I think in the 20 degrees as well. So it did tap them in the first half. They just couldn't continue that for the 70 minutes. And in the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half, Carlo really made hay. And the really pleasing thing, I suppose, is five five of our 15 points came from outside the forward. Connor Doyle uh, scored two points. Jordan Morrissey got a point. Uh, Kieran Moore got a point. And Shawnee Bamber came on as a sub and he scored a point. Dara Foley with, with seven points, six frees and, and one from play. Connor Crowley with one and Colm Hulton with the other one. So a wide range of scores, which is very pleasing for Nile Cruzman and uh, deservedly the winners. And looking forward to next Sunday, I think, at one o'clock uh, against Antrim. And that's an away game. And uh, 
hopefully we can go and do the business there again. Willie, the team is certainly building week in, week out, and I think the more matches that Carlo are getting, the more do they seem to grow in confidence as well. And while they are going into the game against Antrim at the weekend, I don't think they're going to be fearing anybody because with the teams that's in it now, Carlo are into the last eight of the Talton Cup. And I suppose it's great that they're able to get so many championship games and we've heard people talk about the Talton Cup and how bad I suppose it is maybe for teams and it's only for has-beens or whatever it is but for the likes of the Carlo players who know that they're probably up to this standard and can compete really really well at it it's an important competition and to get to the quarter-final of it it's certainly no mean feat Yeah it's it's really it's our All-Ireland that's, that's the way we look at it it's, it's where we are we're a Division 4 team for the minute we're trying to build on that and um, hopefully we can do something about that next year but it's all about building for, for the future and it's great the amount of young players that are being blooded uh, the subs that they're bringing on Aaron Ammond uh, Jonah Dunn Timber Kavner got in there as well Eric Malloy always uh, gets in Liam, Liam Brennan and the amount of players they're after blooding over the league and over the Talking Cup is, is just brilliant for them going forward we need to stay adding and stay improving you know from the line and building our, our underage structure and uh, no reason why we can't go up to Antrim next Sunday and uh, put in a great performance. And if we do put in a good performance, we're capable of beating Antrim up there. I know they're at, at a different level at the minute. They're a Division 3 team, but uh, the way we have been playing since the since the league ended, and we did talk about Carlo being the top-of-the-ground team, and that's exactly what they are. Uh, they have pace, they have power, and now they're starting to put that, really. They're getting the scores from all over the pitch, and... Um, Big bench as well. Shawnee Bambrick was injured. Shane Clark uh, started centre back and he got injured. And Shawnee just stepped in and it seemed like uh, he he was you know back back there after missing a couple of matches. It, it didn't disimprove any of the team. And that's looking forward to really the future and looking forward to next Sunday. Really, you know, hopefully we can do it. Is it fair to say that Carlo like the tighter pitch compared to the wide vast spaces because of the fact that they have a quick running game and we've seen that in Netwatch Colin Park and we've also seen it in Wicklow as well um, above an Ockram and Antrim while it may be long it is fairly enclosed up there as well it is that bit narrower would that suit Carlo more to suit their running game and keep the, the tight spaces and keep the, the runners and the the attack play, I suppose, the way that Carlo do it in swift numbers down the field, would that suit him much better, we'll say, than Antrim? Um, I, I think we actually need the space because when, when we got the space, when the space opened up in Port Leash against uh, Longford, we really tore them to shreds. Uh, we were getting runners from all different angles and all over the field. And as, as I said, we do have power and pace from, from everywhere. We, I mean, we go back to Mikey Bambrick's goal against Longford. He, you know, put the burners on about 50 yards out. He went by four or five players, central to the goal, and he just rolled it under the, under the goalkeeper's hands. And in fairness, he has been doing that all year. He got four or five chances and didn't take them, but just walked out uh, in Port Leash against Longford. So we do have, you know, his brother, uh, Shawnee, is the very same. Lots of pace. Jordan Mercy, Connor Dyle are really starting to build a, a great relationship in the middle. Both of them on the scoreboard there at the, at the weekend. Crowley is back to his best. He, you know, he had an injury er- earlier on. Josh Moore has posted pace and power, and uh, Ross Dunphy, the very same. So we have power and pace in, you know, the full forward line, Jamie Clark and Colin Hudson, and then that powerhouse of Dara Foley, a man that has missed very, I think, before the game started, he had 22 shots from free and hadn't missed one. If I'm not mistaken, he missed only one on Saturday, Saturday evening. So he, 
he kicked maybe eight, eight at the goal. He scored seven, so his record is incredible. Holy and moly, he, that's he, unreal. He goes, yeah, it's, it's just an incredible record, and I know that's that's why he has broken Brendan Hayden's record there a couple of weeks ago. And if if we can stay running our teams, it's very difficult not to foul. We're running at such such a pace and such power, so it's all about getting having the space on, on the team. So the bigger the pitch, probably the better for them. They have pace. They're a young team, and uh, we just need to keep going and keep doing what we're doing. Is there a little bit of fear there, Willie, a bit like New York with travelling the distance, etc., that the legs with Carlo playing so many games in such a short time frame that it may catch up on him? Or have we got the squad and the younger players that's able to keep momentum going for the duration of all these games, um, especially when they are coming so thick and fast? Yeah, I don't, I don't think the distance is a problem uh, because obviously New York had to travel six hours, so it's not going to take six, six hours whether the go early on, on Sunday morning and might stop off somewhere for a bit of breakfast and lunch um, but it, it's about the match, matches coming week in week out it's all it's about maybe picking up injuries as, as we said Shane Clark picked up a bit of an injury not not a huge amount it could be an ankle or you know maybe something slightly but the ground has gone so hard it's after changing so if you have a, a, a tweak of a hamstring or a, a calf muscle or maybe pick up an, an ankle injury you know you don't have enough time to recover because you've only six or seven days to the next match and that that might be uh, the only little thing that might go against them. But as I said, they've blooded a good few young players that have come on from the sideline and seem to be doing really well too. So hopefully that won't be a distant, uh, a problem for them. They, they need to get, they need to have everybody on board or 26 players. And if they can do that uh, next weekend, you know, we give them a great chance up in Antrim. Well, we certainly do and we wish them the very best of luck and Willie will be joined by Brendan Hennessy from Corrigan Park this Sunday, the 18th of June as Antrim take on Carlo in the Talton Cup quarter final with a 1pm throw-in and the other teams that's in the quarter final has Cavan playing down, Limerick versus Leash and Meath versus Wexford. So delighted that Carlo are there in the quarter final. Willie, the very best of luck to yourself and the lads tonight against Ballinabrana there in the league semi-final enjoy the game at the weekend and hopefully next Monday when we have a chat that we will be getting ready for a Talton Cup semi-final with Carlo in the mix for us there as well fingers crossed for the boys and for Niall Carew and all the backroom team and once again thank you so much for joining me on this Monday evening lovely thanks Martin thank you very much good man thanks for that that was Willie Quinlan there joining me from the car getting ready for his league semi-final against Ballinabrana right I have a quick ad break to take just a little after 20 past 6 on this Monday evening don't forget the dinner's already contact or text and WhatsApp line is available to you on 0833069696 if you want to make any comment over any of the matches the weekend and when we come back we'll be hearing from Dara Foley so after this don't go anywhere because it'll be back in a jiffy Your Monday Night Sports Show Full Time on KCLR with Martin Quilty Welcome back to Full Time on this Monday evening right we're staying with Calton Cup and with Carlo's victory over New York at the weekend and captain of Carlo Dara Foley caught up with Brendan Hennessy after the game and here's what Dara had to say Dara Foley Carlo captain Dara another great win hard work at times but a win is a win yeah win is a win now listen all, all credit to New York you know they came over and they really went at us there and, but like, we knew during the week that it wasn't going to be simple you know they have some very really good players like that played Division 1 Division 2 fo- uh, senior county football so, and they're a big physical side Probably conditions probably suited them as well because they were rainy day and we were probably brought the ball into the tackle a little bit too much for what we would have liked but all in all delighted to come out with the win Brennan to be honest and uh, into the next round just so, lads you're into the next round quarter final any preference? 
No. You know, you know the counties well. You've played against most of them, so you've me, Kevin, and Antrim there because you can't play Limerick. Yeah. Listen, it's going to be whoever you're going to get. It's going to be yeah. a st- it's, it's going to be a like tough game, a tough battle because probably it's a Division Three county or lower Division Two team. So, but listen, we're 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 in it to, to stay going and to keep driving on and stuck to see the crowds here after the game. Great family course. occasion. That's great. And f- thanks very much to everyone from Carlow for coming out in the numbers today because it's unbelievable support and uh, a great occasion and just delighted that we got the win. Bit of history because when we look back in years to come, Kilbride, Mandara Foley, Captain's Carlow, victory over New York, first time ever. So, you know, there's a bit of history there. Little fella mascot, little Oshie in my life from Radville. Huge day for him. There's a lot of little milestones here. And we go back to the history of Carlow players who've played with New York and fellas. And I know your Uncle Noel is out in New York as well. We give a mention on the commentary. Ah, great. Yeah, my Uncle Noel is over there a long time now and he's, uh, he, he, he doesn't be at home as much as we would like to. And maybe, hopefully he get home, gets home now soon. But, um, yeah, great occasion. And, you know, for myself I never had the opportunity ever before walking behind the band and uh, <laughs> I probably never looking into the future I might never get the chance to do it again in a senior final or anything but uh, yeah a great occasion and uh, but all, all, all I'm just delighted that we got the win and we're through to the quarter final and that's what that's what we wanted OK we look forward to next weekend there's going to be a huge weekend for Carlo the hurlers against Dublin the footballers we wait for the draw and the very best of luck to you well done today in your own performance and on a wonderful team performance in particular the second half yeah thanks very much Brendan and sure thanks very much everyone and we'll have big numbers again next week Again, I'm sure. Okay, thanks, Dara. Thanks, Brendan. Come on. Thanks, Dad. That was Carla Captain Dara Foley there. Right, Brendan also caught up with New York cornerback Jamie Boyle, and here's what Jamie had to say to Brendan. Joined by Jamie Boyle, St. Barnabas Club in New York. Jamie, it's a great interview. I had a chat with Liam Kearney on the pitch. Liam is originally from Killarney, yeah. County, County Kerry, but you're a born and bred New Yorker, so mm-hmm. it's an honour to interview you, and it's great to have New York and Carlow for the very first time, but I know you've lost, but uh, you brought a great um, a battle to Carlow this afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we came over here, we wanted to put a performance in. Um, the The goal was, uh, you know, keeping the, the game tight, uh, going into halftime, which we did. And then, um, you know, the, we were going to try to force a little bit more of an attack on into the second half, but I think the, the legs just failed us a little bit. I think they had a, you know, they had a little 10 minute period there where they, they tipped over a few points. And, um, I think you get into that hole and it kind of becomes tough to, you start going for goals and you, you start trying to get too much back to, you know, real quick. So okay. it's tough digging out of that hole. But the people in Carlton County now listen to your lovely New York accent was, uh, how did you get involved with Gaelic football? Um, I got involved. So uh, my all my grandparents are from Ireland, and then uh, what county are the parents from? Uh, Donegal. Oh, all Donegal. Well, Boyle is a big Donegal name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Donegal and Wexford. Right. I got. Okay. I got. Not too far from Wexford here. Yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, they all you know migrated over. Um, had uh, my mom, dad, my aunts and uncles, and then they got them all involved in New York playing Gaelic football when they were young. So then, uh, when my parents moved upstate. Um, they found a Gaelic uh, football club up there and then I got involved so okay, so your club is uh, did I pronounce it right St Barnabas St Barnabas yeah okay. yeah what part of New York are you based in we're in uh, the Bronx we're in the Bronx yeah. right so that's a lot of Irish people there yep we have a little uh, little nugget there in the Bronx called Woodlawn that's uh, where St Barnabas is based out of but it's pretty much all Irish there it's yeah, nice I'd be familiar to a lot of people who are familiar with New York and with the Bronx Absolutely, and Yonkers yeah. and all these yeah, great areas yeah. out there uh, short turnarounds you're coming to Carlow yesterday yeah. you're here tonight you'll socialise tonight you're flying back on Monday I understand fly back Monday night yeah yeah quick turnaround uh, we knew that, you know that that was the uh, the situation though you can't create any excuses but it's been great uh, everyone here has been fantastic hosts and uh, we've had a, we've had an excellent time so yeah we'll 
go out for dinner tonight, probably have a few socials, and then we're going to go see the Kilkenny-Galway um, hurling match tomorrow. Oh, you want to let the Crow Park? We're going to go there, yep, as a team, and then, um, yep, take off Monday. Okay, yeah. take Monday off when you're going back to New York. Monday will be off from work, yeah. And then... Uh, Plenty of activity around the bus here. There's lads heading to London, lads heading to New York, heading to Kerry. Heading everywhere, yeah. So you're um, going to look forward to a good night in Carlow tonight? Yeah, it'll be a good time. We, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're just disappointed you didn't win the game, but as I say, you competed very well, and yeah, we're just not looking in the end. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that, that's all we wanted to do. We wanted to come here and you know show that you know the Leitrim game wasn't a fluke and kind of right some wrongs from the Sligo game. Did you score one of those penalties against Leitrim? Uh, I did not. I did not. But Mikey Brosnan, who's an American-born, hit the game winner. So I remember we'll probably, saying we'll probably catch him when he comes out here. Well, listen, I'm delighted to catch you. It's great to meet a New York-born yeah. player and say hello to all my relations over there in New York as well, <laughs> and everyone in Saint Barnabas. And the next time I'm over there, I'll t- pay a visit down to the Bronx. Absolutely. Say hello come to by, you all. And by the Woodlawn, all right? All right, Woodlawn is the mark. So listen, That's Jamie, it, thanks yeah. a million. Yeah, absolutely. Good Thank man. you. Thank you. Jamie Boyle there having a chat with our own Brendan Hennessy. Also, I suppose it has to be fitting to be said that Jim Bulger, the county chairman of Carlow GAA, had a son. Shane playing with New York as well as he's living and working over there at the minute. So a nice family reunion there for Jim and hopefully the lads enjoyed the hurling match in Crow Park yesterday because we are going to be turning our attention to that very, very soon because two-time All-Ireland winner Michael Welsh is going to be joining me in a few moments. Right, I have a text in here to our dinners ready text or WhatsApp line on 083-306-9696 asking to know when the tickets go on sale for Saturday's game in Carlo. Well, I'm assuming that that is the hurling that you are talking about between Carlo and Dublin and I am going to text Ger Doyle to see if there's any news on when the tickets are available. So hopefully or if Ger is listening to us that he might give me a text himself and let me know but we will try and find out but for the time being I have another quick break to take and when we come back I will be chatting to Michael Welsh all things Kenny Hurling and that epic battle from Crow Park yesterday don't go anywhere Full time on KCLOR with thanks to the full range of Skoda vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Skoda in Kilkenny LaHartsSkoda.ie 232 three simple numbers But for Audi, they signify more. More innovation and excitement. An invitation to experience progress you can feel. And a shift in mindset to greater expectations. Like the competition edition on the Audi A4 and A5 S-Line models. All part of our 232 range. Discover how progress makes you feel in a 232 Audi. And book a test drive today. You know that guy I've been seeing? Yeah? Turns out my sister's been seeing him too. Oh, really? And I heard he's been seeing Siobhan at number 56. (gasps) And Declan? Your brother? Yep. Specsavers Opticians and Audiologists own their stores, so your care is their business, which can make them rather popular. I've got something to tell you. I've got half an hour with them this afternoon. Specsavers. Your care is our business. Far One Racing is now open on Kieran Street in the heart of Kilkenny, one of Ireland's leading bookmakers. We're delighted to offer best odds guaranteed in all of UK and Irish horse racing and lots more value to the people of Kilkenny. Open daily 10am to 9.30pm. Far One Racing, where the customer is always number one. Over 18s only. T's and C's apply. Please gamble responsibly. Visit gamblingcare.ie. Looking back over the weekend action, full time on KCLOR with Martin Quilty. 
Welcome back to myself, Martin Quilty here on Full Time on this Monday evening. Right, just to let our Carlo listener know, well I'm assuming they're a Carlo listener, that the tickets for the game against Dublin are actually available at this moment in time. If you go to Ticketmaster, uh, they are available there and just put in a search for Carlo versus Dublin or even Hurling quarterfinal and you should be able to pick them. I think actually that's the preliminary quarterfinals as well. Right, let's change our attention to all things hurling and that epic battle in GAA HQ yesterday in the Leinster final between Kilkenny and Galway and what a game of hurling it was one for the ages and one no doubt that Michael Welch enjoyed it not because he's a former Kilkenny hurler himself but because a Dixborough man scored the winning goal to give Kilkenny the victory by one point and that is the great Michael Welch joining me on the phone line Michael how are you this evening good sir? I'm good, Martin, and yourself? Ah, sure, absolutely fantastic. That game yesterday certainly warmed the heart, so it did. We were roaring and shouting around the place, the same as most Kilkenny people were probably doing. Hearts in mouth moment. But what a game of hurling. First of all, let's start with that before we get into the nitty-gritty and about the, the winning goal as well. But overall, it was a fantastic display of hurling. Yeah, no, it was. Um, it, 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 you know, it started off at a really good pace. It died a bit at times, but generally it was really strong game. And look, at, uh, as you know, it finished up in an absolute welter of excitement. And I think, you know, the last 20 minutes of it were very, very exciting altogether. They certainly were. I suppose when you look at it, Galway got off to a fantastic start. Within the first seven minutes, they were six points to one up. Kilkenny seemed to be struggling a small little bit, especially with Connor Wheel and up in the front as well. But then in the second seven minutes, even before the first quarter, it was all Kilkenny. And that first goal that they got with Mossy Keown certainly set them up nicely. It certainly ebbed and flowed in the first half, but... Uh, Mike, or Mossy Keown I should say the first goal unbelievable piece of skill all set up though by the half back line and a lot of Kikenny's attacks Mickey seemed to come from the half back line yesterday Yeah I thought in particular David Blanchfield I thought he had an absolutely fantastic game um, I know Freedom was over there at times but he was everywhere really I thought that David Blanchfield was outstanding and uh, you know he, he, he did an awful lot of good work um, You're right the game ebbed and flowed it, it, it was and it kind of like that the whole way through like there was periods of time when Kenny went five up Galway went five up Kenny went seven up Galway got it back again and it was that kind of a game all the way through and and you know it was it was a very 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 good game and, and it was brilliant to watch at times We've been saying this all throughout the league campaign, even towards the, the earlier part of the round-robin series in Leinster. Kilkenny don't seem to score an awful lot of goals. They have done in the last couple of games below Wexford Park. They lost out to Wexford narrowly. They did against Galway yesterday and it was on the other side of it. They actually came away with a point victory. So overall, how do you make the performance from Kilkenny's game yesterday against Galway and their chances now going forward into the semi-final? Yeah, um, I always felt from the start of the round robin uh, series on both sides that whoever won Leinster would have a very strong opportunity of of, of getting to or winning an Ireland final, and I don't I don't go away from that. Look at when the emotion strips away from it all, there's still there's still issues uh, to be solved. But that's always a good thing. I think it was Joe Canning actually said yesterday in some interview that you know Kilkenny are winning and they're still you know not by any means perfect and he said when they do hit a good day what will happen so look at it to go back to the question I just felt from the start whoever won Leicester had a great opportunity it's funny 
uh, I felt that Kilkenny learned a lot down on Wexford Park and I think the way they won the match yesterday will actually bring it on another bit again. It's it's grand if you win the match by seven or eight points, but when you win a match like yesterday, it kind of builds a really good spirit within the group, I think, as well. And uh, I think that will stand them in good stead. Uh, that, that other issue of losing leads is still there and I suppose, you know, maybe one day that could prove prove fatal. But at the moment, look, at they're there, they're in the semi-final and they're waiting on the winners of Clare, Dublin and Carlow to come through and they'll have a great opportunity particularly with the month's rest well they certainly will Michael I suppose in your time being a former goalkeeper as well the cornerbacks their their role back when you were playing in the day as well was always to stay push mind the house mind you when you were there as well and leave nobody through and not try and let any goals get in it but the way the modern game has gone there's no such thing now really as a cornerback anymore is there because when you have the likes of Mikey Buckler tracing up the sideline of the Hogan stand getting a lovely pass from David Blanchfield and burying the ball down in the Davin end unbelievable score for Mikey he's a fabulous hurler but it certainly wouldn't have been seen in your day for a cornerback to score a goal No Lady O'Connor might have a different thing to say about that but no you're dead right Martin it certainly wouldn't Uh, the game has changed so so much uh, uh, in the modern day and it's 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 right throughout the fields. Uh, you have Barry Nash doing it for Limerick, Mikey now doing it for Kilkenny, and uh, you know it, it'll continue to go like that. But even in the forward positions, it's it's amazing that you know every forward now. Uh, someone said last night you'd be building yourself up for a week to mark a forward, but now you just don't know who's going to be on you, and it's just about flexibility, moving around all over the pitch, being athletic, and and getting the job done. But it, look, in many ways, it's wonderful to see. But I do believe that. You know, the more direct type of hurling is coming back into play and uh, I think that's, that's very good as well. Like, you know, it's brilliant to watch the sharp passing at times as well, but see the more direct ball going into fellas and uh, the tussles that go on is fantastic as well. But no, it's, it's everybody now is, is able to get up and back and, and that's the way it will be. Mickey, talk to us about the last couple of seconds because Kilkenny, two points down, going down the home stretch, 40 seconds left on the referee's watch and the ball is stuck down in the corner flag. Galway may have had a couple of chances to clear it. They didn't and the ball somehow was kicked out by I think it was Porig Manny and the kicked it straight into the hands of Killian Buckley and I'd say at that stage when Killian got the ball you were on your feet we could sense the anticipation was coming guide us through that last couple of seconds and Killian's brilliant goal to win it at the end yeah and as you said the ball arrived in the corner you just get a feeling about certain things and look sometimes nine times out of ten you're wrong but I just felt that something was going to happen, not not knowing what was going to happen. But uh, they had three chances to clear the ball. They didn't take either one of them. And then TJ got it to John Donnelly, who flicked it over his head across the square. In fairness to Manion, look, he had a great battle with Owen Cody, and he went to do the right thing. I'm sure if he had it back, he'd have, he could have kicked it out over the end line. But he actually got a great kick on it. It felt to Killian. Now, the thing is, everyone is saying it was a... Well, I've seen Killian Buckley score a fantastic goal in the minor All-Ireland at the very same end from a somewhat similar position and uh, yesterday he said himself he looked up to pass it twice and there was no one there and in fairness he took it on had the bravery to go for it and ended up in the corner of the net it was unbelievable and you know it's a great testament to him as well it's, he's had a frustrating enough year he, he started back on the team lost his place finding it hard to win it back I was only talking to him last week actually and he, he was very happy with the way he was going in training and he actually played very very well apart from the goal issue he did a very good job when he came in but look at the goal is, is one for the ages and as, as anybody knows follow a way to win a match 
and and uh, unfortunately for the opposition, what a, you know, it's a desperate way to lose it. But that's sport. We've all been victim of both sides of that, I suppose, and, and you have to take what comes. But a great way to finish the game and a great day for him personally. And you know, you would be you would be absolutely delighted for him. You certainly would, and he is a lovely fella. To be fair to him, and no better buckle to be there and to get your first goal as well in a Leinster final to win a game by a point. You will always remember it, and one for the kids and the grandkids later on down the line if that happens as well. And what a story to tell him! I suppose, Michael, nobody mentioned the fact that this was going to be Kilkenny's fourth title in a row if they had to win it all the talk potentially coming into it was how much Galway was going to win this game by no one really mentioned the four in a row but Kilkenny have done it and all this talk about oh, Munster hurling of how much better it is where do you stand in that as well compared to the game that we saw yesterday? Um, look, I think just it's, it's a standard like the standard of the Munster Championship was, was, was the thing that I think it was Leinster was lopsided Martin uh, you know and that's with huge respect to Antrim and Westmeath you know there wasn't this cutthroat as Munster Munster was cutthroat every single game was a dogfight and I think that's where the issue was and to be fair up until the last couple of weeks you know I would have been disappointed with the fair and offer in Leinster however the Wexford match gave me a great boost I thought that was a fantastic game and yesterday's match was a fantastic game as well it's not so much it's just that the, the Antrims and the Westmeads obviously are not at the same level as the Kilkenny's the Galway's particular maybe Dublin and Wexford as well and that's I think where the where the, the, the anomaly was but uh, look at uh, at the end of the day as I said to you I do think the Leinster teams will be that bit more rested and I think that the winners from yesterday have a great chance uh, of going all the way at this stage because I do feel that uh, Munster definitely mightn't have the same energy levels left. However, it's a wide open championship and certainly anything can happen at this stage on. Well, Michael, thanks as always for joining me on this Monday evening. We're going to finish out and we are going to relieve or relive, I should say, that last couple of minutes with Oshin Langan on commentary and Michael on co-coms. But thanks a million as always, Michael. Enjoy the rest of your Monday and we will chat to you again coming near the time of the semi-final. But for the time being, here's Oshin and Michael reliving that famous goal on the Davin stand end. Thanks, Mickey. Brennan just outside the 45, gets to a tackle, hits it long down the park. He finds his man. He's looking to put Galway in front by two. It's Brian Concanon from the wing in front of the Cusack stand side. It's a wonderful score. And now, Kilkenny need a goal because they trail by two with 40 seconds of injury time left. TJ Brennan won the, won the ball magnificently. He got it down the oh, line to Concanon. Kilkenny battling for it on the 45. It goes loose. Oh, big Dominic chance! Has big chance! TJ Reid running onto but he's beaten to it by Lanan. TJ Reid still battling That's for it. He's lost his hurley. Has he found his man? The referee says play on. The scramble continues inside the Galway 13 metre line. 17 seconds left of the five minutes of injury time. Whitton and Handis Garrold McInerney. Garrold McInerney skews his attempted clearance. It's dropped by Joseph Cooney. Can Kenny try to get it back? They have it back through, I think that's Timmy Clifford. <gasps> they no, dropped it's not, it again. It's Kenny oh my God, I don't know what to Reid who has it in the corner. TJ Reid has it in the corner, but he can't find time and he can't find space. Gets it to Donnelly who hits it across. Cody couldn't make it in. Oh, the chance, 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 chance. Killian Buckley the ball broke up just outside the 20 metre line in the D he ran up just inside the 13 metre line he hit a shot it wasn't overly clean I think it might have taken a deflection or certainly a bounce no it bounced into the bottom corner and Kilkenny have won it Kilkenny somehow have won a 75th Leicester senior hurling title it's a 
fourth in a row. It's a first for Derek Ling, and it's one to be remembered. Kilkenny, 4-21, Galway 2-26. Somehow, somehow, Kilkenny are the Leinster champions yet again. You'd nearly get emotional here in the studio listening back to that. I think, Mickey Welch, there was a chance, all right, when Killian got it. You could nearly see the vision. Michael had a glass ball predicting that the goal was going to come and what a finish. And well done to Oshian and Michael on brilliant commentary there at the weekend. Right, we have a couple of text messages in here. My, or Martin, that goal by Killian was some goal. Fair play to him. And that comes in from Bridget. Hi, well done to Kilkenny yesterday. What a game. Well done to Killian Buckley. What a goal. Felt sorry for Clare. How could John Coyley say that it wasn't a free for Clare? If it was the other way around, he would have said that it wasn't a free. There was always, uh, they're always able to get the rub of the green and that comes in from Trish. Well, two very exciting games. The one in Clare, or in Limerick with uh, Limerick and Clare in the Munster final as well. Brilliant uh, pieces of hurling. To our Carlo listener, yes, the tickets are available. Now, I have been on to Jared Doyle and Jared has sent me a message that the ticket link on uh, Ticketmaster is there for them but we've tried the ticket link and it's not working however if you go into the GAA website and go to the tickets and go in that way you will able to be able to buy the tickets for the game with Carlo and Dublin at this weekend so just uh, a little bypass of the system there and you will be able to do it right I think it's time that we heard from the winning manager in his first year with Kilkenny he is a Leinster champion he has guided the Cats to victory and Derek Ling caught up with our own Oshin Langan after the match and here's what he had to say Derek Ling, Kilkenny manager, Kilkenny champions of Leinster for the 75th time, the fourth time in a row, but your first time as manager. How are you feeling right now? Uh, look, it's a great feeling. Um, yeah, I mean, when you finish a game like that and win it, it's, um, it's just fantastic. I'm just delighted, I'm delighted for everybody involved, and delighted for the players in particular, because I think, um, you know, when Galway went two points up, you know, the ball was in the corner, flagged there for maybe 30 seconds. We kept fighting and it would be easy to give up and we didn't. Um, we got the ball across and worked the goal from Killian, who took on great responsibility just to take it on. And, uh, like, obviously huge relief because I felt I felt we deserved something out of the game. I think it was going to be a hard one on us. Um, we kept going and, you know, I'm delighted that we're on the right side of it. And what does it mean to you and the team to win silverware in your first year does it provide an extra boost of confidence what does it do for the team what does it do for you well i mean it's, look we're here to win like that's the reality of it and it's a it's a results business and it just it just gives a whole group confidence and it gives us confidence to drive on and you know we got to a league final we didn't perform and i felt today we needed to perform we needed to show what we're about obviously we had a few challenges in the last 48 hours with injuries um which didn't help obviously the run up to it but been talking about the panel all year, been talking to the group about the panel, everybody contributing and we had a huge impact off the bench today, a huge impact from the subs that didn't even come on today, they've been driving training and it's been fantastic and um, I'm, I'm, delighted, I'm delighted for them really because it was backs against the wall and we needed a contribution from everybody and we got that today. It's a double-edged sword, you went from eight points up to two points down to winning it the way you did, how do you reflect on that as the manager? I haven't fully reflected on it yet. I mean, look at the, ga- the, the way the game goes now. Uh, that happens, and it can happen so fast. Like an eight-point lead is nothing in hurling anymore. Like it's uh, they, they got a goal, momentum swung. They got another one, picked off a few scores. So like, it can change really quick. And um, 
I felt at that time we probably had a few poor wides, I would say, with the win especially, and we just, you know, we made life a little bit harder ourselves. I think we missed a free around that time as well. Every score at that stage is really crucial, but look, thankfully we worked the goal at the end, and uh, you know we're into a semi-final. I know it's not about individuals, but you couldn't help be delighted for Killian Buckley because he's been through it injury-wise and he has just come up with a golden moment today. His first ever championship goal. What a way to get it. What a time to get it. Yeah, I'm delighted for him personally because he's, uh, he's just a huge leader within the group. And, um, you know, if you like, he's disappointed obviously not to start and he came on today and it, like made a huge contribution. And, uh, but he's, you know, he's a super player and um, a super fella around the place. So I'm delighted for him personally, but I'm delighted, I'm delighted for all the group. Parry Welsh as well made a huge impact. Timmy Clifford, Billy Drennan. Um, and Wally obviously so we needed that today and we more lads there as well so look we have to drive on now and um, get ready for a semi-final and finally the way you won it does that give you something extra out of this game does that provide an extra boost for the group does that provide an extra positive for the group uh, of course it does you can't be winning I mean like it's the feeling inside is just it's fantastic there um, there's a great buzz in there and look at that's the feeling you want when you come into a dressing room after big games like that. And look, we have to, we have another huge game obviously in four weeks. We'll worry about that now today, but we'll look at us. We'll worry about that tomorrow. But do you know what? I'm, I'm, it's, a, it's a challenge I'm looking forward to now. Derek, well done today. Thanks a million, Cheers. So, man. Well done. Thanks, Paul. Well, that was Jerry Kling there having a chat to Oshin Langan after the game. So, well done to Kilkenny Leinster champions. Four in a row, cracking game, and we certainly all enjoyed it. Right, when we come back, we're going to have a quick roundup, but we also have to announce a couple of winners. And if you want to find out what they are, don't go anywhere because I'll be back in a jiffy. Full time on KCLR, your weekend sport in review with Martin Quilty. Welcome back into full time on this Monday evening. It is 6.52 on the 12th of June. Hopefully we find you well on this Monday evening and you're enjoying the sports show here with ourselves this evening. Right, we have a couple of announcements to make. As you know, the David Buggy Motors Kilkenny Sports Star of the Month is running throughout the year and we have asked the listeners to send in your votes for the winners And we're going a bit high-tech here because, drumroll please, the winner of the David Buggy Motors Kilkenny Sports Star Award for the month of May is the Thomastown United Under-17 Soccer Team. The team completed back-to-back league and cup doubles in recent weeks, ultimately finishing up as Under-17 League champions in the Kilkenyan District League and claiming the Condowney Cup while making the last eight of the FAI Under-17 Challenge Cup. So congratulations to Jack, Robert and all involved in Thomastown United. They are well done to everybody involved. Congratulations and most deserve it. Right, the second piece of news I get to give you this evening. I'm very excited here on a Monday. I don't normally get to do this. Anyway, 
Uh, where are we? Over the weekend, you may have heard we've been looking for your suggestions for our electric player of the week. The player can be from any sport across Kilkenny or Carlow and with some big games over the weekend in hurling, football and camogie, the nominations weren't short in supply. We're delighted to announce that the first electric player of the week with thanks to Lahart, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, is going to one of the Kilkenny. Kenny Hurlers, but who is it going to be? Let's do a little bit of dramatics here. Drum roll, please. The winner of the first electric player of the week goes to Kilkenny's Walter Welsh. Congratulations to Wally. He scored 1-2 in Kilkenny's Leinster Senior Hurling victory over Galway yesterday. And keep an eye on KCLR and Scoreline Socials from this evening for details on how you can win €100 Euro cash as part of our Electric Player of the Week giveaway. The posts go live after this evening's show. So don't be afraid. Keep an eye out and... If you get the chance, make sure that you get in and enter good and early. Right, I still have a couple of minutes left, so it's time for a quick rundown on the sports roundup. So in soccer, there was brilliant scenes in Limerick at the weekend as Carlo beat the Midlands League after a penalty shootout to win the Gainer Cup and Kira Milton picked up the Golden Boat Award for that as well. So well done to Kira. And also the Kennedy Cup began today. Kilkenny beating WWEC in their first game today while Carlo lost out 2-1 to Limerick Desmond and Kilkenny will face off against Carlo tomorrow at 4pm in UL. The Kilkenny Hurling and Camogie Puck Fodder Finals will take place tomorrow evening in Goran Park Racecourse. Action is getting underway at 6 o'clock for under-16s and 7 o'clock for adults and all are welcome to come and watch. In other Camogie news, Kilkenny Intermediates and Carlos were out the weekend in the Glen Dimplex Intermediate all Ireland Championship, while Kilkenny had a 19 points to 11 victory over Galway in Athenroy. They topped the table, but they have to await the rest of the games. They've played all their games now, while Carlo had lost to Derry. Derry came to Netwatch Colin Park and went home with a very big victory over Carlo in that game. Carlo would play their last game against Wexford in a must-win game on the 24th of June. Can ladies football, Kenny and Carlo will get their TG Cahar Junior Championship underway at the weekend because Kenny are at home to Limerick while Carlo make the journey to Fermanagh in their first game. So best of luck to everybody involved there. In boxing, we had Sarah Johnson taking part in the ring for Marble City's travel on Friday evening in the National Junior Cadets semi-finals. The competition acts as a qualifier for the European Championships and they have a camp going at the minute with seven boxers preparing for the Hull International Box Cup that is taking part in, or place I should say, in two weeks time. And that is going to be followed immediately by National Senior Cadets where they have four boxers representing the club and they are Tommy Fitzpatrick, Keane Stapleton, Scott Delaney and Finn Cantwell. So the best of luck to one and all. And finally, Mr Owen Carey is in the building. He's preparing for another fully loaded from 7 till 10 this evening. So stay tuned because he will bring you all of the best and latest music. Later on in the week, follow the leader is on on a Wednesday evening after the 6 o'clock news while the bottom line with John Purcell will be taking part also after the 6 o'clock news as well. So stay tuned for everything there and the two hurling games live at the weekend will be with you as well. That's it from me for this Monday evening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend and your sports. And I will chat to you again next Monday evening. So see you then. Bye. 
full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen commercial vehicles at Lahards, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, Lahards Volkswagen.ie.